Welcome to episode 116 of the Waveback Music Podcast. My name is Guybrush. Uh, I'm Matt. I'm just kidding. My name is Chris. <laughs> and I want to be a mighty pirate. <laughs> Comedy and video games isn't always easy. I'm going with it, buddy. Let's do it. But when you get an aspiring pirate traveling to a mystical island, you have the makings of comedy gold and an amazing example of the power of CD-ROM technology. Get ready to fight like a cow, because tonight we listen to the music of The Secret of Monkey Island for PC CD-ROM. Could you tell that the PC CD-ROM part was from the future? Uh, the future. I remember the future. Yeah. It was a good time. It was. The future was awesome. It was. No. Now it's in the past. Yeah. When will then be now? Soon. <laughs> yes. How you doing, Matt? <laughs> I'm good. How's everything? Pretty darn good. I, uh... I'm I'm real I'm real stoked for this episode, man. I uh, I love this game. Yep, a lot. It's a it is a game that I'm very 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 passionate about, and listening to its soundtrack it's in, in its entirety is something I haven't done in a couple of years. So I'm jazzed. Let's do it. Let's get to work, Matt. Yes, hit us with some history. Certainly. The Secret of Monkey Island was released on MS DOS in October of 1990 and displayed in a whopping 16 colors. Shortly after, it saw an upgrade to 256 colors, and the game became the new gold standard in point-and-click adventures. This wonderful comedy adventure introduces the world to the comedic adventures of wannabe pirate Guybrush Threepwood as he traveled across Melee Island, held his breath for 10 minutes, mastered the art of insults, and found a use for a rubber chicken with a pulley in the middle. Eventually, he faced off against what would become his long-term nemesis, the ghost pirate LeChuck, met the love of his life, Governor Elaine Marley, and encountered an actual three-headed monkey. Decades later, the original is still regarded as an all-time classic, and is as funny today as it was when it was released. It is being re-released in an anniversary collection by Limited Run Games, along with its many sequels. But the remastered special edition, which added voice acting, new graphics, and some wonderful new takes on the game's classic music, remains lost in limbo for the time being. Such a gosh dang tra- tragedy on that uh, cl- uh, special edition, but oh, these things happen. Speaking of the wonderful soundtrack that was composed by... Barney Jones, Michael Land, Patrick Mundy, and Andy Newell. Barney Jones spent a lot of his career working on children's titles like Tonka Construction and Mr. Potato Head Saves Vegetable Valley. <laughs> Michael Land stuck with the Michael Monkey Island franchise for all the rest of its installments, as well as other games like Full Throttle, Star Wars Episode One Racer, and SimCity 4. Patrick Mundy, on the other hand, as far as I can tell, only worked on this game, while Andy Newell worked on Loom, Herc's Adventure, and Forgotten Realms Demon Stone. The version of the soundtrack we're going to be listening to tonight comes from the CD-ROM release. Uh, it's the original one said was released on MS-DOS with uh, these wonderful compositions coming in uh, bleeps and bloops, but my heart and soul will always belong to the PC CD-ROM version, which is the first version I played. Uh, so that's the, the, that is the flavor of music we're going to be listening to tonight. Matt, what is your history with The Secret of Monkey Island? Uh, I'm growing up and... Uh... Uh, um, and coming, you know, in contact with point-and-click adventures, uh, these are games I loved. 
Um, but, you know, a lot of them, if not all of them, were on, uh, you know, computer. And, and I didn't own a computer until the late, late, late 90s. Um, and even then, gaming on a computer wasn't exactly um, something I was getting into. Um, so my experience with, with The Secret of Monkey Island comes much later in life. There was a remaster they did for Xbox, and I was like, I have to have this because I loved, I, I, I've probably talked about this before, I loved games like Willy Beamish, um, mm-hmm. Leisure Suit Larry, and recently found out was remastered, and I got my hands on it too, Full Throttle. Um, uh-huh. But The Secret of Monkey Island really is like the crown jewel in that like you know pantheon of point-and-click adventures. Um, so it was one I had to have, and, and I got my hands on it, and I, I played it, and I, I I knew it was a funny game, but I wasn't expecting to laugh out loud as much as I did. Um, and the, the remaster is, is gorgeous, the voice acting, fantastic, but you have the ability to, uh, I guess, downgrade it to its original Just toggle at any time yeah. exactly like a, and I think that like Wonder Boy the Dragon's Trap like correct full throttle does that too actually and I think it's just awesome and uh, there were some graphics that I was not expecting at all like that very first sequence where you go into the bar and you're trying to become a pirate and you know, you're talking to all these pirates or whatever some of these close ups were just fantastic I was so blown away by how good they were um, and the, the 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 talking to the dog in the original version was just the dog, and in the re- remaster, you get one of those gorgeous close-ups, mm-hmm. which is pretty fantastic. Yeah, and so um, I never beat it. I didn't get too far because, unfortunately, um, I get distracted uh, just as a human being and a gamer. But um, it's something that's always been on my list to like get in and and you know get through. Um, I wish I could play these games without like looking like oh I'm stuck and I gotta look something up, but you know you get older and you don't have a lot of time. So, the, I, well, and come on, these games were I don't know how I figure some of this stuff. Oh, because <laughs> a lot of time you're goodness, yes. pixel hunting. You know, like yes, what am I supposed to do here? It's and, so obtuse. And some of the games, like um, like for example, Full Throttle. I don't want to get off topic too hard, but. Full throttle. I open up a medicine, uh, a cabinet, and there's a steak in there, right? I don't uh, a meat steak, not a vampire steak. And I think to myself, like, uh, whatever. And then I move on. And then, of course, I needed to grab that because three sequences later, I have to feed it to a dog. It's like, what? Or worse yet, like you pick up a lock, and it's just a lock, and you don't know what it's for. And then you magically have to decipher that, like, oh, it's gonna do this. And sometimes, like, it's a stretch, and sometimes it's straightforward. You know what I mean? So these games were, in my opinion, notoriously hard. A lot of straightforward, oh, definitely, and then a lot of hard. It was like fifty-fifty. So, and you never—I think it was—you never knew which about, was coming first. <laughs> yeah, it was all about cultivating that idea of talking to other people. I'm stuck here, and then what seems totally ridiculous to you, somebody else may have just looked at it and been like, "Oh yeah, of course, you use the rubber chicken with the pulley in the middle." Yeah, like <laughs> oh, uh, uh, okay. I was supposed to pick that up. Yeah, that's yeah, and, and you have those conversations with the, with other people who are playing it, and you just kind of piece it all together, or you just drag your mouse over every single pixel on the screen and see what uh what changes the text, and says, oh, I can interact with that. What do I do with it? Uh, oh, sure, walk to the sun. <laughs> that was one of my favorite gags because, like, 
I, I you, that's that part on Monkey Island where you have to blow up that dam, and like I noticed that you could mess with the sun, and, I, and I'm like, what can I do with the sun? Like look at the sun. He's like, I don't think I should do that. And I was like, we walk to the sun. Yeah. And Guybrush looks at the camera and says, Oh sure, walk to the sun. <laughs> yeah, that that fourth wall breaking is always like <laughs> great. It's always such a good comedy trope, like in these games and stuff. It's perfect. Uh, it's just just wonderful. Yeah. Well, and my you, history yeah. with this game is uh, is is pretty fun. So when I was a kid, we had um, my dad's an electrical engineer, so we didn't always have like the super nice computers at home, but we did always have to have some sort of computer for him to work with at home. And right. the first computer we had at home was the original Macintosh, uh, the little that that iconic single unit thing yeah. with a black and white screen like that thing was really cool we played stuff like uh uh winter game epics winter games and stuff on there because uh, you know he he had it for work but then he would get like a game or two for us but my dad's never liked max he likes pcs because he doesn't like the idea that the operating system is telling you what you can and can't do he likes yeah. the idea of like well if i want to do something i want to be able to do it okay so he eventually bought a Dell. Sometime I must have been in middle school, I think. God, I wish I could remember what year this was that we got it. But we got this this Dell computer, and it came with a stack, a short stack of games. It had um, Wing Commander, uh, the the Animals Interactive Zoo Guide, uh, Compton's Interactive Encyclopedia, mm. Ultima Six: The False Prophet. And, uh, did I say Wing Commander already? I don't remember, but Probably. sure. Uh, uh, well, one of the games was The Secret of Monkey Island. Mm. And I had never heard anything about this game before in my entire life. I just saw the cover of the game and said, okay, that's, a uh, Looks neat. Huh, so it's like, it's like a pirate game. There's a monkey on the front. <laughs> looks like, look like, looks like it's like some sort of pretty serious adventure kind of thing. Although it is called Monkey Island. That's a little weird. Uh, and I just kind of put it off. I spent a bunch of time with Wing Commander, had a blast. A friend of mine had a, like a X-Wing and TIE Fighter that I, I was able to play on the computer, so I, I got sucked into that stuff. And yeah. eventually, just out of curiosity, I took the CD-ROM and I stuffed it into the computer. I was like, all right, let's see what this Monkey Island game is about. And I saw the Lucasfilm thing in the beginning. I was like, oh, Lucasfilm, mm-hmm. you say. <laughs> and uh, then the opening sequence started up and it wasn't comedic in the least where it's just that island but the music was unlike anything I had ever heard in a video game before right because I'm playing Super Nintendo at the time and this is this is what a CD-ROM can do and I'm like blown away by this tune because not only is the sound quality amazing but the song itself is amazing and then the game actually starts and Guybrush introduces himself as Guybrush Threepwood. I'm like, that's a weird name. And mm-hmm. then you're talking to the the lookout who's blind and, yeah, <laughs> and yeah. all of a sudden it clicks on me. Is this a is this a comedy game? And I walk to the scum bar, I'm like, what? <laughs> and and it just floored me from top to bottom. I, I was I became obsessed with it. And this game had such a huge bearing on my sense of humor. Like on on forming the way that I understand comedy and in my own personal sense of humor, the way I tell jokes and the way I I appreciate jokes, like the comedy in this game is still hilarious to this day. And 
it the the whole insult sword fighting thing so many things in this game when, when he again with the fourth wall breaking when he you, you get done training with the uh the guy who teaches you how to fight the, do the sword fighting and he says i can't help but feel a little ripped off i'm sure you're experiencing something similar <laughs> that is brilliant i mean there's something amazing about self-awareness mm-hmm. you know especially in comedy but you know when you're playing a video game a you don't expect the comedy and b the level of self-awareness that this game possesses, you know? It, 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 was, it was unlike anything I had ever played, and I've never... I've finished this game uh, top to bottom multiple times. Because, yeah, after you know how to do everything, then you just know how to do it, and you can just blow through it, and it was always funny, so I'd just go through the game over and over again. Right. I never finished... I never finished Monkey Island 2, and I've never played any of the other sequels. So it's like my biggest, most sincere wish that they get ported to some sort of... Con- like this new Monkey Island collection that's coming out, if only it was coming out on a, a, a game platform that I have. Because right. I have a Mac, so it's not really... I don't think it. it I don't think that collection would function on my computer. Mm-hmm. Either way, uh, I do have the Monkey Island Special Edition on my Xbox 360. I actually went out today because I hadn't played the game in so long, and I really wanted to mess with it for a few minutes before the show. And um, so I had to go out and buy that little transfer cable because I got a new Xbox 360 a few years ago um, because my old one is ancient and will die at any moment. So I had to get that little cable to transfer the information from my old hard drive to the new hard drive. In the Slim 360. Yep. Uh, and after the very long, arduous process of making that happen, I finally played a. I played the first small chunk of it with uh, with my son, and he thought it was really funny. I mean, so, yeah, it it's just the lookout was pretty funny. But when uh, in me, in me and my both my kids, when I went and talked to the dog, they like <laughs> they really hadn't under they really didn't understand what was happening. In, in like the game and like okay it's a pirate thing and uh-huh. they they didn't really get the joke about the lookout being blind because yeah. I don't think they know what a lookout is right but when I walked into the scum bar and talked to the dog and I was like alright so what should I, the dog goes grr and then it gives you the options at the bottom I'm like alright John what should I say grr woof arf or yip yeah yeah right <laughs> and he's like wait huh like that we got to choose what to say to the dog and he's like what? say woof yeah. and then the dog goes woof yeah. <laughs> the chuck ruff, ruff, woof, ruff, ruff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the two of them just start cracking up because this is genius and then we went into the you know i i hung out by that we talked to the important looking pirates and listened to the all the ingredients of grog which is amazing and then i stood in the corner and they're like what are you waiting for it's like watch this the guy, the the chef's gonna come out of the kitchen, and I'm gonna sneak in there. And we're gonna get a bunch of stuff. Yeah, and then I did, and we got the meat, and we cooked the meat, and I kicked the board and made the seagull fly up so I could get the fish. And then I picked up the pot, and he's like, "What do you need all this stuff for?" I'm like, "Trust me, we're gonna need this stuff." I'm so glad you. I'm so glad you actually said something about the seagull because I was like, "I need that." How do I get the seagull away from that thing? You know, and I. It's just what you said. Like, I didn't look it up. You just told me, like, you got to kick this, the board. And I'm like, okay, got to remember that for later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you just walk over to the board and the seagull bops up. But you have to keep doing it over and over again until he gets really pissed off and flies around long enough for you to pick up the fish. Right. Because the fish gets you past the, the troll that's guarding the bridge. So, <laughs> good times. 
Uh, I love this freaking game to death. Yeah. And this soundtrack is so good. It is. Ah, <sighs> I'm really excited to do to to do this. So let's 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 get in. Right. We've been been talking for like 15 minutes now. Let's let's get to work. Yes. 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 So uh, the track list is a you know it's it's a little longer. Um. Than usual because I just love this music so much. So uh, and it's a lot of good music too. There's so much good music. We're gonna start with the way the game starts. We're going to start with the Monkey Island opening theme. I know I have a tendency to play the title screen music over the beginning of the episode and then move on from there, but this song is like I just explained, and that's what before where I put this CD in. I had no idea what to expect. This song is just it is all time possibly top ten favorite video game songs ever this is this theme just blows me away so this is the monkey island opening theme enjoy Perfect piece of music I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> that that opening bit with the that that synth or this what is that like? It's not strings. That just spooky. It's some sort of keyboard sound. Yeah, I I, so, I don't know what it's mm. supposed to replicate, but it's it's definitely just straight up keyboard. Yeah, and it's so full. The bass is so clean and. Every, everything about this was so different from whatever anything I'd heard come out of a video game before. This sounded so much more like real music, and and this is after me just losing my mind over the, the the sound that was coming out of my Super Nintendo. Right, like that was already crazy enough of an upgrade from NES to me, but this was this was out of this world. This was. Oh my god, this is what the future of video game music sounds like, and it is so amazing. <laughs> I, 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 and still, it gives me chills every time I listen to it. When I, every time I sit and listen to this song, like really listen to it, just that first sweeping bit where it comes in and the the, the rhythm starts, and you get the 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 flute playing the main yeah. melody and everything, and the, then it 
harmonizes with itself and that great bass line. And you know how much we love a good bass line here. Oh, yeah. It's just perfect. It's such an amazing piece of music. It's, yeah, uh, pretty much everything you just said. It's just a very, like, perfect piece of music. Like, it's one of these things where, like, it encapsulates, for me, it encapsulates the idea of what pirate music should sound like. If that, you know, says anything. Like, if you've, if you've rode uh, Pirates of the Caribbean at least once in your life, you know, you get the idea. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, the slew of films that eventually came afterwards. Um, it's, it's right there with it. And the sound quality, I, I couldn't imagine hearing this. Like, going from, you know, like you said, a Super Nintendo to the CD-ROM. I, I just couldn't imagine. My my little brain probably would have melted in my head because I would have said something along the lines like, this sounds like real music. As if, yeah. you, you know what I mean? But, but, every, That's... but you guys understand what I mean. Like, you know, yeah. you, you're so used to the bleeps and the bloops and then the sophisticated bleeps and the bloops. And, and now here you are with, you know, what is potentially a, a orchestrated multi-track recording of you know and those sound like real instruments yeah and it's ah what a piece of music there you go i could go on about it all night but then but there's a lot to listen yeah, to and we'd be here all night <laughs> yeah so the next track we're going to listen to is the uh the actual intro to the game i believe the track is just called intro um in fact most places where i've been able to find this music uh the opening theme and the intro are both connected mm-hmm. for some reason as like the, the same track uh so i i separated them for the purposes of this and my own listening because they're I mean, they're two totally unrelated songs <laughs> so this is the um the music that plays when guy you first meet guyverse three point and he goes uh, to talk to the lookout to try to he had just arrived on melee island to seek his fortune as a to become a, a, pi- a pirate and uh, the lookout tells him to go to the scum bar. So uh, this is <laughs> the music that plays in the background while the he's talking to the blind lookout. And it's a fun, jaunty little tune. So here's intro. Enjoy. <laughs> the intro music which does an amazing job of really setting the tone for what you're about to get into because while the opening theme is just about the most perfect piece of music there is it's it doesn't really set you up for comedy if you don't know that it's there you know what i mean (laughs) yeah because it could work in both ways it's just a serious sweeping adventure game or as the absurd goofball comedy that you're about to play and this is this just hits you with right the right amount of no no 
this is goofy. <laughs> yeah, there's a... Here's some xylophone. Yeah. And, uh... <laughs> a gentleman by the name of Guybrush. There, There is a certain level of lightheartedness to it. Um, it's a, it has a very, like, for lack of a better term, like an island feel. Um, it's not necessarily reggae, you know, inspired per se, but it definitely has well, that. Well, it does have the keys on the up, the upbeats. Right, you know? right, yeah. So it has that very, uh, again, uh, lack of a better term, maybe like a, a island feel, Caribbean perhaps. You think of just... Slightly tropical. Tropical, yeah, that's a good one, tropical. Uh, coastal, <laughs> tropical. Um, <laughs> I, <laughs> I'm over here, sorry. <laughs> I've been like dying to say that. <laughs> that's that's probably my favorite thing. Because you... Blind uh, lookout. I'm over here. <laughs> oh, God. Anyway, um, you're right. Because like, I feel like... I feel like it is an actual serious piece of music. Again, pulled away from the game to stand on its own. It. Uh, I wouldn't think uh, two ways about it. I would just... I, I unfortunately... Just because I'm a video editor, I would think, like, that makes some pretty good, like, you know, non-generic, descript background music, you know, but put slammed up against, you know, the game and the graphics and the humor. It's it's exactly what you said. Like, it's it's like, no, we're, we're going to have fun with this. You, don't worry. We're going to have fun with this. It is a proper comedic tone setter. Yes. <laughs> so the next piece of music you hear in the game, if you're going through in the the general order of things is uh the the blind lookout tells you to go to the scum bar which i didn't know what scum was s-c-u-m-m it's the engine they use to do these games uh i just thought it was scum as in scum of the the earth (laughs) yeah so you go over to the scum bar and it's got a smiley face on the (laughs) sign like oh boy what am I getting myself into? And you walk in there, and there is a pirate swinging from the chandelier. Yep. And just pirates everywhere, and you have conversations with them. And this amazing piece of music is playing. So this is The Scumbar. Enjoy.
Yes. <laughs> I agree with this song 100%. Oh, absolutely. It's so good. It's so good, yeah. It's such a good uh, pirate shanty, you know? Oh, I'm a, a huge it, fan of sea shanties. It just works as a repetitive thing, but it's got such a good groove to it, you know? It's... Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it is. It was the second piece of music that blew me away when I played this game. Like, I got in there, and not only am I having these hilarious conversations with the uh, dog, you know, the the pirate that laughs that laughs at your name, and mm-hmm. then you're like, "Yeah, what's your name?" Ah, oh, man, come seep good. Yeah. <laughs> I remember reading that for the first time, and I just thought, "What is going on here?" <laughs> The guy that asked you to tell him about Loom. Yeah. <laughs> the pirate in the teeny tiny hat. <laughs> He's got a little button that says, ask me about Loom. And then he'd tell you all about this new game, Loom. And then the word advertisement blinks at the bottom yeah. of the screen. <laughs> that seemed very specific. Yeah, it's it's a great track. Like you said, uh, a, a really good uh, take on sea shanties and stuff. Um, the I love the low... And the only thing I can call them is horns. Yeah, the big, like, tubas and yeah. trumpets and trombones and yeah. whatnot. Yeah, it's the really deep brass section. They just, they do something, like, for this track. Like, I, for me personally, I think it elevates it to, like, next level fun, you know? Um, Absolutely, yeah. And, yeah, you're right. It's it's a good loop, too, because the original game was all reading, you know, making selections and reading and stuff. So it's time consuming and you gotta sit and listen, you know, passively listen to this music. So it, it better be freaking good. Um, even now with the uh, voice acting in, the, in the, the remaster, you know, you still spend quite a bit of time in that, that area of the game. You know, like you said before, hunting pieces of equipment down for later. There's a lot of people to talk to. There's a lot of little things to look at. Um, so yeah, this is a fantastic piece of music really kind of sit in the background, which is weird because like background music, you know, you don't think too much of it, but in right in the right situations, it again, it elevates the whole experience. And this is one of those things that truly elevates oh, it. Yeah. It's just such a good such a good tune. Yeah. But speaking of that brass, yeah, buddy. The next track is uh, LeChuck's theme because <laughs> as you leave the scum bar, where you think, "Okay, I'm I'm going to go become a pirate. I talked to the important-looking pirates. Uh, <laughs> the clearly labeled important-looking pirates. Yes. They told me that I need to master the art of thievery, yep. the art of... Uh, uh, swordplay. Swordplay, and the art of treasure huntery. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so I leave the scum bar, and then all of a sudden, meanwhile, yep. you get this whole story dump about the game's villain, the ghost pirate LeChuck, and his skeleton crew that he uh, murdered. <laughs> and you get this wonderfully uh, hilarious conversation about the hot winds of hell blowing in your face, and you get this wonderful tune. This is LeChuck's theme, and uh, it is the, well, it's LeChuck's theme. So hey, <laughs> enjoy it. That? Here you go.
Yes. Oh, yes. Yes? It's, it is, uh, I mean, it's, it's exactly as dastardly as it needs to be, you know? That is such a good word for it. (laughs) Right? Dastardly. That's what that song is. That song is dastardly. Oh, absolutely. But it's not, like, genuinely terrifying, right? Because it's, you're having this goofy conversation where it's like, yeah, glad to be dead. So glad that you came aboard my ship and murdered me and my entire crew. Yep. Glad to be dead. <laughs> it, there's because there's good comedy going on, and I think what's you've got kind of the, the 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 horn section, which could be really imposing in and of itself, right? But it's kind of undercut by all the uh, the, the 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 percussion. Mm-hmm. The, it's not a xylophone, whatever it is, the the vibraphone or whatever marimba? you want to call it. It's kind of the marimba, yes, that kind of undercuts the seriousness of it. That gives it yeah. just like this touch of comedy in with the music so it's not just it's not just a brilliant piece of music because it is but it's also brilliantly attached to the scene and scenes that it is attached to yes <laughs> um it, it, so I'm, I'm still thinking about the word dastardly actually um because it's it's a perfect word for this the um to, to kind of go on what you're saying how the horn section could could very well be imposing but undercut by things like the marimba and uh some of the other percussions uh i want to say bongos actually now i've forgotten but uh it does give it that air of lightheartedness which is what this game is it's ironic because my first thought is like it comes across cartoony the music and cartoons you know for the most part are intended for children but this game's level of humor and some of its subtle jokes are really more for like young adults and older so it's like what was your target audience actually but nonetheless it got to the places it needed to get you know it hit the right people like us um yeah a brilliant composition and and that goes for everything we've heard so far and what we're gonna hear uh as always you know the, the I, I feel the stuff we pick and we listen to no slouches nobody's making you know droning drawl video game music but um, some of these, like you said, are some of the best pieces of music like written for a video game, probably in the history of ever. And this is no exception, really. Word. <laughs> well said. <laughs> okay. Um, the next song uh, isn't necessarily... At this point, there are many ways that you can go in this game as yeah. far as where do you go next. So the next, uh, the next chunks aren't going to necessarily be quote-unquote in order. They're just kind of kind of here so I, I figured the next thing to hit up would be melee island this is the this is the music that plays on the map of melee island as you're walking around finding the different places that you can and can't go to uh this is a this is a really cool song because you're you're never really on this map screen long enough to hear the whole thing unless you just stop and listen to it like i did <laughs> Or if you took your CD, PC CD-ROM and stuck it in your CD player where you could listen to the audio tracks, which was also what I did. <laughs> um, but this is a really, really, really cool, really chill uh, piece of music that I've always been overly fond of, which is why I sat and listened to it for a long time and actually got to hear the whole darn thing. So here is the Melee Island theme from The Secret of Monkey Island. Enjoy.
theme. I love that tune. That's that's one that goes on my uh, I need to settle down playlists. You know, mm. like I just need to to calm my mind and get some rest. And uh, this is definitely one of the one of the tunes that I land on to just kind of chill me out a bit because I I love it. I, I love that tune. And there's it's not like there's a lot more to it that you don't hear because you only hear it for a little bit. But it does have a really kind of neat extra bit of stuff going on in there uh, towards the end of the track before it. It doesn't really loop. Most of these songs don't really loop. They just kind of end, and then the CD starts the track over again. Um, but I, I'm I'm a huge fan of this one. Um, agreed. I can definitely hear this being on like the Need to Chill mix, Chris. The Chris Rentazzo Need to Chill mix, um, <laughs> coming to a record store near you. Um. There, yeah, it, it's it's like a great piece of music where I feel like if it were a movie or a cartoon or something, this is certainly like the outdoors music, you know, strolling through whatever, you know, some bayou maybe, or, you know, in this case, a tropical jungle perhaps. Um, yeah, brilliant little piece of music. Uh, interesting tidbit because I couldn't stop um hearing it and every time i heard it i was like oh it's so cool there's a sound effect in there that goes like mm-hmm. so for those who don't know that's actually done on a conga mm-hmm. and the way you i've never been able to do I it i can't i i don't even know how to play congas first of all uh i wasn't born with that gift but you rub your hands across it the skin to make that sound effect and it's every time i've seen because i've well you know when the world wasn't upside down I was doing live sound um, we would have Latin bands come and they would they would always do that and I'm like man that's so cool just one of those weird little things I'm like oh, I love hearing it it always makes me like ah oh, wish see it, it's funny you mentioned that I'm I, I, I'm a huge 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 fan of the band dispatch right okay and um, before they were known as dispatch they were known as one fell swoop and I discovered the band uh, where they played this weird, like, tech festival in Atlantic City. Uh, they were on the same ticket as They Might Be Giants. <laughs> and so I went there to see They Might Be Giants. They were giving out this CD of all the little, all the bands that played there. Mm-hmm. And the last two tracks were of One Fell Swoop. And my friends and I listened to them like, wow, these guys are really good. Uh, let's go try to see them live. So we would go and see them and, like, we'd drive to New York and go see them play. Uh, and these just tiny bars with like six to 12 other people in the room. Like yeah. this was when they were just starting out. We were very lucky to find them when they were just starting out. And during one of the shows, they, they would they would switch back and forth. They'd play electric, then they'd play acoustic, then they'd get back to electric. And for the acoustic set, uh, Chad would be playing a conga. And I learned, I learned how to play from watching him play. Because we used to see these guys as often as we could. So I would watch him and Brad play all the hand percussion. And that's how I learned to play. And during one of the shows, he did that. And I, I was, you know, a few feet away from, right. It's like, it's not like it's a crowded bar. And I'm like, how do you do that? And he's like, you just like this. And he like licked his thumb and ran it across the top. He was like, okay, but how do you do yeah. that? <laughs> and he did it again. I'm like, that's freaking magic, and I, I've never been able to do it. I've never been able to pull it off, even though I've wa- watched somebody inches away do it and say, this is how I do it, and he did it, and like, I've never been able to make it work. It's, but it's such a cool sound. It is. It's, it's so cool. It's an amazing little sound. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I took us on a tangent. No, that's cool. It was a good tangent. No, that's great. Good that's tangent. a great story. Like, 
when can you like hang out with your favorite band before they blow up and like get drumming lessons you know what i mean oh it was amazing we we saw them uh last piece of tangent um they had this van called wimpy and uh we had we got to uh, one of these shows at the the wetlands back when that place was still oh open. my god that took me back <laughs> right there it was uh it was like we got there like an hour or two before the show and we saw wimpy parked along the side and we walked over and we're like oh my god it's wimpy and then like the three of them came into the van like oh my god we have fans yeah and then like we hung out with them and chatted with them for a little bit we we sat inside the van we signed the roof on the inside with all the other people that they had seen and uh and, and sat in there and signed the signed the top of wimpy so our me and my friends zach and john all signed the inside of wimpy way back in the day and uh that was just the coolest thing man that's such an awesome I love story I miss going to live shows oh my god <laughs> i mean I miss it because it was my source of income, but I agree with you. I miss I miss seeing live shows too. Anyway, let's let's bring yes, it back yes, to yes, uh, the yes. fantasy world of the secret of Monkey <laughs> Island. So the next track we're going to be listening to, I think I may have used on one of our spooky specials years ago. This is a this I is a great right. tune. This the the tune for the voodoo shop. This is where you walk in and there's a a, a creepy lady hiding behind a curtain and she's got this big skull cauldron with green stuff and she tells your fortune and it's also where you get the fabled rubber chicken with a pulley in the middle (laughs) which she lets you have because the pulley squeaks so here is the music to the voodoo shop enjoy and mysterious again with just it it's just perfect <laughs> it's just so perfect for the situation it's it's the perfect level of, of creepy and eerie and spooky but it's got that tropical uh upbeat vibe to it uh, like playing on the upbeats vibe to it so 
it really fits in with the whole like voodoo motif. It's it's simply amazing. It's such a good song. And again, it's it's lighthearted enough. Um, it has everything you just said, just enough heaviness to it to you know um, to fit, flesh out the sequence. I think um, to further sell the idea. You know, you're in voodoo shop, what have you. Um, just yeah, another beautiful piece of music. Um, sticking true to the tropical island theme, uh, mm-hmm. you know, uh, conveying the voodoo message, uh, the voodoo shop message, and yeah, and, and again, the lightheartedness of the game, the humor in it too, the playfulness, I suppose, uh, probably better better way to express that. Yeah, it's not, not much to say, really. Yeah, exactly. There's not a whole lot to say other than. I just love this song. Yeah. It's wonderful. <laughs> so let's keep listening to more of this wonderful, wonderful music. This uh, this next track is... It's not actually much of a song. It's really just like a, a, a creepy bass line and some drums. Uh, <laughs> this is the... This is Melee Forest, and I suppose if I really wanted to cut something for time, it could have been this, but I still like this song. So uh, at a certain point, you got to follow the... Uh, you have to find the Swordmaster, mm-hmm. and you find the shopkeeper who knows where the Swordmaster lives. So the in order to find your way through the woods to get to the Swordmaster the first time, if you don't just stumble on it on your own, which is nigh impossible, you follow the shopkeeper. Like, you go into the store, and he asks you not to put your lips on anything, and then he leaves, and uh, <laughs> you can follow him through the woods, and he'll show you the path to get to the Swordmaster. And this is the, the nice, creepy music that plays while you're stalking him. So... <laughs> Here is Melee Forest. Enjoy. That was the, uh, the the Melee Forest theme. That song reminds me of all the other 
kind of sneaking songs that were in TV shows in like the 70s and the 80s. Uh, I don't know why like TJ Hooker comes to mind of all TV shows, but um, yeah, something like TJ Hooker where someone's like sneaking around a container yard trying to catch the bad guys in the act. You know what I mean? I do. Sorry, hold on a second. Just a... Due to some unforeseen circumstances, a chunk of the conversation that you were about to hear was lost. Fortunately, you didn't really miss anything of importance. We just talked about how the music is good for stalking, I guess. Either way, we now return you to your regularly scheduled programming. All right, so it's time to move on to the next track, which is a... Uh... A pretty hard right turn from that one because we're going to be listening to the Fettuccini Brothers Circus theme. Uh, this is the music that plays when you go to the circus tent, and uh, I love this song. There's <laughs> there's a there's a set of there's a set of horns that shows up right near the end, which uh, always makes me smile. So uh, let's go ahead and listen to it. The Fettuccini Brothers, enjoy. <laughs> got that whole uh like kind of reggae inspired uh organ going on in the background to right keep with the island theme but it's also so distinctly circus you know that bit where it comes in at the end with the the horns that go bum, 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 bum. <laughs> i don't know why that gets me all the time but it just does it's uh puts puts the big old happy smileys on me <laughs> 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 
<laughs> this is another one of those <laughs> another one of those sections of the game where you can you can get through it without hearing this whole thing, mm-hmm. but there's this really really fantastic bit that if you just leave it alone will run for an obscene amount of time uh, where the two Fettuccini brothers will start insulting each other <laughs> and while you're trying to figure out what to do they're in the background having this argument just trading insults back and forth and if you leave it there like it eventually loops back around to the first insults they throw at each other but it goes on for a long time of them coming up with new creative insults they're back and forth at one another it's I'm gonna have to it's keep amazing. an eye out for that because I, I fully intend on going back to, to playing actually I've been playing full throttle but because we mm. were doing the episode of Monkey Island I was like you know let me put this on pause and but now I, now I gotta see this stuff because this game is so smart like it's so smartly written it's it's really <laughs> worth the time to like sit and chill and let the kind of game do its thing for you mm-hmm. it's so smart man yeah this uh I, this was one of those this was also one of those scenes where I kind of grew to understand the depths of how to play a game like this mm-hmm. where everything has a almost everything has a purpose right and I remembered getting to this point and they won't let you fire yourself out of the cannon unless you have a helmet <laughs> and I was just like, what could I possibly use as a helmet? Yep. Like, what could it What could it be? Until I eventually got to the point where I just started route- rooting through my entire inventory. And when I got to the pot, <laughs> he holds out the pot and they're like, that'll, that'll do. do. And puts <laughs> one, shoot it out of the cannon, miss the haystack by a mile. Oh, I'm Bobbin. Are you my mother? That's... <laughs> oh goodness yeah and it's even it's even written upside down because you're upside down you're upside at that point and of course <laughs> but that's what i mean like it's so smart and it's like little details like that really just make this game like come alive really does yeah all right well let's move on to the next track yes, which is um <laughs> oh, this is a it's this song, I guess, kind of on its own, is like it's pretty good and it's really, really fitting for the kind of person you're talking to. <laughs> this is the theme for Stan's previously used vessel, which is just a great name for anything. <laughs> it's just it's a store. And the way a this song. guy talks, his mouth flaps all over the place. He's always waving his hands around while he's just this greasy used car salesman who's selling. Selling used boats. Oh my god! He was the first. It's so good. Wacky inflatable, you know, salesman. <laughs> Here is the theme to Stan's previously used vessels. Enjoy.
stands previously used ships. Just makes you want to buy an old boat, doesn't it? Uh, as someone who does not know how to swim, it doesn't, but I get it. I get what you're saying. <laughs> um, that is... I don't know how to put into words the image I have in my head because it's not so much an image as it is a feeling and that feeling is like I'm a cool guy 20 years ago when I had all my hair and I used to sell brand new boats as opposed to used vessels like there's just that song encapsulates that concept of, of used vessel salesmen and I don't know how that's possible because like who thinks about that and then how do you approach that? Well, I gotta make a song. I gotta make music that accompanies a used boat salesman in a game that's about pirates. It's very tongue-in-cheek and silly, but has some serious... Who does that, you know? <laughs> I I don't know, but uh, this... um, I can't... I can't uh, extract this song from where it is in the game personally yeah so uh it, it just makes me think of this guy <laughs> i hear this music and i just see his plaid jacket and his waving arms <laughs> uh, i don't know I, I i i i like this song it's it's you know far from my favorite in the uh and you know on soundtrack but it's also it's a, it's a quality piece of music and it always makes me smile because it makes me think of this scene and the boat that you get from it the ridiculous boat that was uh, once crewed by monkeys back from uh, back from the fabled monkey island where you get to meet one of my favorite characters in all of fiction from and Tooth Rot where are your pants? what pants? <laughs> yes Oh goodness! So uh, you've amassed yourself a crew to to get this boat and uh, travel travel to Monkey Island. Where and how you get there is by creating, following a recipe and making food that smells so bad you pass out and wake up at Monkey Island. Perfect, perfection. Uh, so this is the music that plays when you're on the boat and your uh, crew pretty much immediately decides uh no we're not working we came here for a cruise and they just sit out on beach chairs getting tanned while you do all the work so this is the music that plays while that's happening this is the journey enjoy
it's perfect. It's exactly it is exactly what it needs to be. All while maintaining that wonderful island sound. Absolutely. And I forgot to say that about the last one. Uh, Stan's used uh, ships. You have this song that was, you know, like you said, a departure from everything else, and yet it still maintained that that island, laid-back Caribbean sound. It's brilliant. Brilliant. Yeah. I, I don't really have a whole ton to say about it other than it's, yeah. just, it's just darn pleasant, right. you know? out here repeating ourselves yeah well uh then let's move on to the next track which is the monkey island theme not the monkey island theme but the monkey island right yeah (laughs) this is the music that plays when you're on the map screen in monkey island and it is uh considerably more creepy uh because monkey island is a bit of a creepy place Mm. so let's give it a listen here is monkey island enjoy Nice and creepy, huh? I'm I'm here for that. I like that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. That was um I can't remember exactly how it went when I played the PC version of this game. I kind of feel like that was the first song I heard. Uh-huh. Um but only for like a few seconds cuz like I think some I think it sh- 
it started playing that music and showed the the melee island thing and then you would like click the mouse button and then it would start the the whole procedure properly but it didn't leave God, i wish i could remember exactly how that went mm-hmm. um because it's been so long since i've actually like put a cd in a pc and and let it run the secret of monkey island i just don't remember but either way that's a that's definitely a song I've heard a lot of because uh, you know Monkey Island is so much larger than Melee Island that you you do spend yeah. a decent amount of time on that map, just kind of poking around like, well, what the heck am I supposed to do now? Or if you wait there long enough, you see like vultures fly by and stuff. It's really cool. But no, I really like that song. Yeah, I appreciate like a more darker tone to it. Um, mm-hmm. the game's very upbeat. The music's very upbeat. So I appreciate a little bit of. Uh, you know, uh, a little left turn here and there uh, keeps things um, fresh. Yeah, but uh, yeah, great, great piece of music. I, I think uh, unexpectedly one of my favorites so far. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a winner. I like it. <laughs> so the next one is the Cannibal Village, which is a, another relatively creepy song. Um, I, w- I would hope so. The kind of thing you hear when you think of cannibals, uh, although you said you've never beaten this game, right? Nah. Goodness, I just don't want to spoil anything else for you, but these... Uh, That's a, listen, I've had like 20 plus years to play this game. It's, it's on me. Well, I won't ruin much other than to say that uh, the the cannibals are vegetarians. Uh-huh, because of course. humans have so much cholesterol. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, you, they wind up locking you up while they decide whether or not they're going to to eat you. And this is a this is the part of the game. If you play your cards right, you do encounter an actual three headed monkey. Because a a regular source of distraction in this game is yelling, "Look behind you, a three headed monkey!" And then you know you you go away. Uh, and at a certain point, you yell at the cannibals, "Look behind you, a three headed monkey!" And they're like, "We're not falling for that again." And then a three-headed monkey comes out and just hangs out behind him. <laughs> There's a great visual gag where the, the one arm, uh, one of the monkey's arms grabs a banana, mm-hmm. sticks it into one one mouth. The middle mouth chews, and then the third mouth swallows. Ah, and it's like there's not like they don't like spit into each other's mouths or anything Ugh. like that it's just this quick animated gag where it doesn't make any nope. sense because the banana goes in one mouth yep. chews in the middle and then swallows in the third it makes no sense but is a brilliant piece of visual comedy yep. and um this is also a part that when you figure out how to escape mm-hmm. keep doing it because it gets funnier every time <laughs> You do it once, and then you're free to go do whatever needs to happen next. Sure. But you can also choose to just return to the cannibal village and then be like, how did you get out? And then they lock you back up again. And then you just and it do continues it again. to be funny every time. That's great. So anyway, here is the cannibal village. Enjoy.
That is another track that very perfectly suits its situation. What did you think of that one? Again, another piece of music that um, goes a little, takes a little left turn uh, from, you know, its predecessors. I think it's great. I think it's another great piece of music. And um, it definitely gives me, like, in the bush vibes. And for all you listeners who just laughed at that, shame on you. Um, (laughs) but, uh, yeah, like I get like, I get like Gilligan's Island caught by the natives vibes. Um, you know, Dr. Livingstone, I presume vibes, you know, like, but I mean, you know, that's what you're going for. Or I should say that's what I'd be going for if tasked to, um, make a soundtrack for a game of, of this ilk, if you will. Um, but yeah, I appreciate the the bit of darkness to it, but at the same time, still maintaining its uh, playfulness, its lightheartedness. Um, you know, though it's dark, it's still a little upbeat in some. You know, like how do they do that? How do they manage that? Uh, you know, so hats off for this and and the last track. Really, really solid. Well, we've got one more left before we call it a night. Uh, and that last one is, uh, as far as I remember, b- before the ending, the last new piece of music you hear in the game. And it is a heck of a doozy. Because uh, after you've made your way through hell with the head of navigating, which is a great visual gag that'll make you laugh out loud when you finally get there, uh, <clears throat> you find the ghost pirate LeChuck's ship, and there is some delightfully creepy music playing. I might have also used this in one of our spooky specials. I don't remember. Either way, uh, this song really this song really knocked my socks off when I first got to this part of the game. It's so wonderfully creepy and, and amazingly done. So here is Ghost Ship Shuffle. Enjoy.
Love that song. Very unexpected. Um, but an, again, another another beautiful track from a beautiful soundtrack. Uh, I really appreciate um, the uh, the percussions in this soundtrack. The bongos and the congas, if they weren't, you know, recorded live, whatever samples they have or, you know, within whatever program or, or synthesizer, they just sound so real. They're they're just amazing. Yeah, they're, they're they really do sound legit. Like they're, I would, I don't imagine that any of this was recorded live. I think it was all you know samples and stuff. But they're such incredibly high quality samples, and the percussion in particular, like you said, the, the, the congas and whatnot, yeah. sound amazing. Yeah, and it adds so much to the the. the, the insane amount of clarity in this yes like when you think to the kind of stuff that i was listening to and was completely blown away by on the super nintendo and so much of that stuff is so the best the best sounding stuff on the super nintendo is still so um compressed Mm -hmm. uh hearing it in this kind of crystal clear quality is amazing and uh it's 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 a one this this piece in particular is just such a wonderful one it's so somewhat fun and also really creepy and those crazy like sound effect things that they just just shove in the middle there to to throw the the song off of its game is just it's just great it's a it's brilliant no i i agree with you um i think i think um what you're talking about with the clarity on like the drums and stuff is perhaps uh you know you can attribute that to you know multi-track engineering just really spending time and mixing and you know giving every instrument giving every giving every instrument its place to exist in the composition and i don't know man it it was just a just a great job all around by by everyone involved just a great soundtrack you know i'd I'd be interested to to, i I wish some of these um these old games had like archival footage of them making it the way like someone's like we made a highlight reel or you know whatever if they had the yeah some really cool behind the scenes stuff and whatnot yeah but i don't know if any of the stuff exists but at any rate i would love to have seen like kind of this is this is one of those games from start to finish i would love to like pick the engineer's brains like you know, I'm sure there's plenty of interviews now that the game is, you know, 20 plus years old or what have you. And yeah, there's a lot of good stuff out there to read. Yeah. So I'd be interested to see if the, if the musicians uh, had had any of that stuff too. But I'm curious as to how it all went down. Well, hopefully, uh, I don't know. Well, once this crazy special edition box set from uh, Limited Run mm-hmm. comes out, I think there'll be some. Some fresh interviews and stuff probably floating around around there. They did a whole thing for the game's anniversary recently, and I I missed just about all of it. But uh, such is life. Well, that's that that wraps it up for us. Um, join us next time when we will be listening to Matt's next pick. What is gonna be next? Um, you know, <laughs> I I still don't know why I picked this one. I think re- literally because I Chris has a list of games he wants to get to and i'm a fairly easygoing guy and i almost don't care like yeah let's do it who cares whatever you want to do it let's do it and so my thing is let's let's knock down that list 
The problem is every time I take one off the list, he adds two. So, <laughs> at any rate, this week, or next week's episode, next episode, is going to be Pilot Wings. Yay! One of the first games I played for the Super Nintendo ever. Me too. This was the, probably the second game I played on Super Nintendo after, um, no, third. I played Super Mario World, F-Zero, then Pilot Wings. Oh my god, the Pilot Wings soundtrack. All time, man. Soyo Oka. Good stuff. I'm, I'm so happy you picked that. You're welcome, I guess. <laughs> awesome. That's going to be a good one. All right, we here at Waveback, the Waveback Podcast are incredibly grateful to everyone who listens, and we love communicating with you when we can. We have a couple of ways you can do that. There's the Geek Discord channel in which we have a Waveback chat where we frequently discuss all manner of stuff related to video game music and whatever our next episodes are going to be. We also have a Waveback forum page on Facebook which you can find anything which you can find by searching Waveback on Facebook. Uh, and of course you can always still send us an email at mail at geekade.com and while you're at it check out all our social media channels which you should totally follow, totally follow like and subscribe to if you haven't already including Waveback Overplay a strange musical uh, experiment process where I play two versions of the same song on top of each other I'm currently in the midst of doing Mario Kart 8 Super Mario Odyssey and Mario's Picross all at the same time so uh, every couple of days I upload a couple of video, uh, a couple of songs from each one of those games and it's been fun Results have been weird. Mario's Picross came out not spectacular, but uh, I'm still following through with it. Anyway, uh, be sure to check out all the other great content we have on our site over at geekade.com. Matt, do you have anything to promote? I don't remember. I, I At this time, no. Oh, no, no. Oh, wait, actually, I do. Um, so, myself, Mr. Matt Much, and uh, two of my friends have decided to start... Um, uh, Twitch streaming, Twitch live streaming our D&D campaign. Uh, it started out as a one-shot, but I have a feeling it's going to last much longer. Nice. Uh, it's going to be Saturdays, every other Saturday. We've just jacked up our own schedule, which is fantastic. So um, come come at you know noon Eastern Standard till about approximately 5 p.m. Geekade, uh, Twitch TV twitch.tv backslash Geekade, and you can you know join in live and watch as we uh let's see thinly veil potty humor <laughs> into our our sessions and uh the second session has or second session third session i don't know um join us in the middle of a campaign and and just have fun with us <laughs> nice fantastic all right well we're gonna leave you tonight with the uh the ending music uh, we're just gonna we're just gonna play both the tracks next to each other because they're kind of really linked together. This is Guybrush and Elaine and closing themes. It's a really nice uh, kind of romantic, uh, kind of romantic bit that uh, leaves you with a really good lesson about uh, what you should and shouldn't do with your money. <laughs> <laughs> I love this game. Uh, that, so that's going to be it for us. Thanks for sticking around for The Secret of Monkey Island, and we will talk to you soon for Pilot Wings! Ooh. Have a great night. <laughs>